Jeff, we are back for a preview of two massive prelims. Once again, the top four get through. How are you, me old mate, Mick? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting, um, although quite weird not having uh, footy in the state of football being Victoria, uh, yeah. as has been all year, but a couple of games at the start of the year. So different, but look, nonetheless, very exciting to have. I mean, clearly they've been the top four sides uh, throughout the season. West Coast and Collingwood had periods there that looked like they were going to uh, get there, but these these four have definitely been the most consistent. So it's good to see them all get through and two different states for the, each of the prelims, which I like as well. So Port Adelaide get a home prelim um, finishing on top, which is, is great to see because there was a period there where that may not have happened and yeah. Brisbane obviously get there. Home prelim up at the Gabba, the home of football for 2020. So, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I think it's fair enough. I think Port deserved the game. Um, it's going to be fascinating because it's the first time in quite a while where both games that are being played in the round will have um, will have crowds. So, obviously, just now we had it, but it's been a while since we've had a few successive weeks in a row where there are games with actual legitimately larger-sized crowds. Um, so... Both games are going to have a decent atmosphere. It didn't feel like there was a crowd at, at Collingwood Geelong because the game was so bad. But, um, yeah, there was a pretty <laughs> shell-shocked people. Even the Geelong fans were shocked. But, um, yeah, we'll get into that. So uh, if you want to see a review of those games, um, we've already uploaded that. So please check out the review from the previous two games. Uh, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopster Home. Hopster Home is a craft beer delivery service. They deliver fresh craft beer directly to your door. Packs of 10s and 20s. Uh, they collect cans from great Australian craft breweries across Australia, which is um, great to support at the moment as well. Obviously, the Australian craft beer industry is struggling at the moment with the amount of um, wine, wine, beer in keg not being um, sold, uh, with all the taps, particularly in Victoria, shut off. So it's um, not good. But um, yeah, very, very switched on operators that um, yeah look after small breweries. You'll see some you know breweries in their packs that are known, but then there's you know heaps that are way, way unknown. So you know, when I say known, I'm not talking like, you know, stone or wood or something like that. I'm talking like, you know, I don't know, maybe like a, uh, what's a, what's a really like known one that they put stomping, in packs? Stomping, stomping ground. Yeah, stomping, stomping ground. ground. That's, that's a good one. Like they're, they're around. Like they've got a few, you know, locations now as well. Yeah. So Hop, Hop, Hop Nation's the other Yeah, other they're big one, fans of those guys. Know. Yeah, they're yeah. big fans of the old Hop Nation guys. Co-conspirators, they seem to put in a fair bit as well. Yeah. So, yeah, but they, they look good variety and they always put stuff in from different states too. I know the ones we named are all Victorian, but they, they do put in stuff, you know, from other states yeah, like as well, Cap- which is great. Like Capital Brewery, Brewery from WA. Canberra. The, those, oh, sorry, um, Capital Brewery. That's Colonial Brewery. Capital Brewery. Colonial, sorry. And well, both of them. Yeah, They've done uh, both. And we, well, I think it might have been in June or a bit earlier this year, we got a couple from Queensland. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but you'll remember with like, who are these guys? Well, I don't know. Has to do a quick search. So they are definitely oh, scouting yeah. around and, and giving us a, a, a good plethora of uh, craft beers uh, from the Australian market, which is great to see. And obviously not too far from Christmas uh, time, as we alluded to, if you have listened to the preview, uh, sorry, the review of the semis, yeah. uh, great time to order them and make sure that those 10 packs or the 20 packs get to your loved ones between now and Christmas because uh, delivery is going to be tight this year um, with everything that's going on. You made a really good point about Christmas shopping. I think you really want to get onto it as soon as possible. So I would, yeah. I would order that. 
given our slow freight is at the moment. Um, so massive thanks to our sponsors at Hops Time. You can use the promo code AFL Deep Dive to get $25 off your first pack. Um, yeah, great way to try it. You can pause it, resume it, do a whole bunch of stuff with it. So it's very, very cool. Um, Beyond the Game TV, please check out Old Mate Ed and what he's doing sports-wise as well. I'm sure we'll cover lawn bowls in the break while all the other big sports are um, on hold. So. <laughs> Either that or Dance. he will. He, he, he did a he did a uh, did his um, version of Britney Spears. Maybe it'll be Beyonce uh, over the summer period. Who knows? I think he might have lost the plot a bit over there. We we haven't, we haven't been able to keep him straight for a while, so um, he's been. Nah, it's all good. But he, everything he does keeps us entertained, whether it's sport or music video clips. Anyway, keep him out. Keep it on. Eye out. He's, he's lost good. the plot, I reckon. <laughs> Um, so let's get into these two games. First game, um, Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Massive game on Friday, the 16th of October. We're recording this on Monday the 12th. Um, so if there are things that happened after 10 o'clock on Monday the 12th that we haven't spoken about, that's why. Um, yeah, so Port obviously coming off the rest. Um, they head into this game against the Tigs who looked convincing, not highly convincing, but convincing against the Saints. Um what do you think in this game? Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm still I'm still sticking with my grand final prediction from a number of weeks ago. Having seen Richmond and Geelong over the weekend, I'm still pretty confident that that two face off in the grand final. No disrespect, no reason not to pick Port Adelaide. They obviously been the best side all all year. I just feel that. The Tigers have, over the course of the finals, lifted their game. So I still thought they bought a better style of game in the first week of finals and, and lack of discipline is what cost them and obviously um, not being as accurate as they wanted in front of goal. Then last weekend or the weekend just gone, uh, we saw them step it up uh, and win uh, by almost uh, five goals against the Saints. So I think they'll bring another level of intensity and just their experience this time of the year will get them over the line. I think it'll be a cracking game. I think this will, like their um, home and away game, um, best game of the year up until obviously the West Coast Collingwood game yeah. in in the first week of finals. I think this will be, unfortunately, the, the final of the finals, uh, which in a lot of years we've seen one of the prelims um, being actually the game that we'd prefer to see on Grand Final Day, but unfortunately we won't. But, yeah, looking forward to a cracking game. And before we get into details, yeah, tight, so I think, you know, very, very close game. Yeah, I'm going with Richmond as well. I just think their experience is going to is going to get them over the line. It's going to be very close, I think, as well. Um, obviously, the home crowd, that plays a part, definitely. Richmond didn't lose that last game against Port Adelaide by that much. And in fact, I know they lost some of the key indicators, but they didn't actually lose it by that much. They were in that game. Um, so I, I just feel like with another chance at them, to be fair as well, there were six players not playing in that game that will go into this game. So, you know... Keys like Edwards, um, Prestia. So there's a pretty important players that will come in that weren't playing in that game. And there's a number of other players that are in better form than they were in then as well. Um, Pickett, I think, is in much better form now than what he was then. Um, yeah, I, so I, I think this is um, going to be a very, very interesting game. But I'm going to go with yeah. Richmond. So just on that, obviously, it's, it's Monday. We don't know teams. Do you... 
expect any changes at Richmond or do you think they go in with the team they just had um, with that win over the Saints in the semi? I think they'll go unchanged. I mean, Chole did play really well against Port, but I, I don't know. I think they'll probably go unchanged. I'm not sure that there's enough to justify, unless there's an injury we don't know about at this stage, I don't think there's enough that's happened to justify, um, yeah, flipping things around at this stage. I think the right thing to do would be to go in unchanged, I reckon. But, yeah. You know, I, the amount of times that I've said that and then during the week something happens. It's hard. Like, they've obviously got players on the outskirts you'd love to have out there. Like, having Caddy in wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, you know, even Arts played really well against Port as well. I don't know. I, but I just don't I just don't see them flipping it. It's just, you know, the synergy's just started as well. I think, you know, Prestia got that a little bit better. Edwards obviously looked fantastic. I just don't see them changing the dynamic too much. I think they'll want to keep it the same. They'll keep Broad in. Um, who came in last week, I think they'll keep him in again, to be honest. Yeah, look, too important. Yeah, I tend to agree, I think. Um, nobody played a, a really low, below par game over the weekend. And, yeah, while Arts is un- very unlucky, Charles pretty unlucky. Uh, Caddy, probably not as unlucky, but he's a type of player you, you like um, in finals. Yeah, this this is a very balanced side and they all obviously are quite experienced too. So, yeah, I'd be very surprised unless an injury becomes at training that Richmond go um, in any different than we saw on the weekend. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that goes unchanged. So what do we think about the matchups here? So in that last game, there were a lot of things. Obviously, Dixon uh, played a massive game in that game. What what are the key matchups for you with with these two teams? Like where where do I mean it sounds like a stupid question, but where do Richmond need to be careful? I guess what let's look at it from that perspective. What you know do you think Grimes goes straight to um, old mate, or do you what do you, what do you think happens there? Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'll answer the first part of that question. I actually think Richmond need to somehow spread and make the defence of Port Adelaide. Adelaide quite accountable. They, they're very rigid, um, very well drilled um, in their defensive setup, like Richmond are. And I think if they can somehow get um, that back six playing unconventional or, or, or a style of football that they're not comfortable with, whether that's dragging them out of position, um, making them move up, up the ground a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I think that's how you unravel Port, Port Adelaide are very, very strong coming off their um, back line for scoring. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the first point I'd like to make uh, where Richmond can win. Obviously, you could say midfield this, midfield that, but that's, I mean, it's a cliche. We all know that the midfield battle, regardless of who the two teams are, um, is always paramount. It's where the game starts and if you get first use and, and you clean with it, you tend to get great opportunity. So that's just, a, for me, part and parcel of AFL football in the, in the modern era. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, look, the, the grimes um, on Dixon, I, I guess, makes sense, but, oh, you know, it's a demo. He might, he might, he might put a broad or... Um, Asprey. Or, or Asprey on him. I don't think Vlaston will go to Dixon. I think Vlaston um, is, is better uh, suited speed. to... Yeah, well, putting a shutdown job 
manning up against Gray, something like that. So, yeah, I think the first thing Richmond needs to do is um, work out something quite in, innovative in their forward half um, to upset and sort of just dismantle that um, defensive uh, six or seven of, of Port Adelaide. And then, yeah, I think I think at the other end they've got enough versatility to um, manage the forwards. When I say manage, I mean control them from taking the game on too much. The other thing too is, so just going back to the previous time these two played, um, I think it was round 13, support uh, 93 to 72 won. Um, the other thing to looking back, I forgot how good Soldo was in this game too. So you got to hope um, Nankers is going to have to have a pretty good game. They tagged between tag team between Lysette and um, Laddams played in that game. He had he'd come back post that suspension at that point. So yeah, I mean, gee, I hope they don't miss Soldo too much because I he, he, I've forgotten how good of a game he had. Looking back at the stats, he was really impressive. Um, that's going to be very interesting too, but yeah, you know, I, I I would agree. I think I think possibly Asprey might go to to Dixon. Dixon kicked two four in the end in that game, so he was a little bit um, wayward. But he was. I remember how commanding he was in that game, though. Um, yeah. But the biggest problem with them is with Port. Their midfield bats so deep, as does Richmond's, but. You know, in that last game, you go to the top disposal getters. Richmond are nowhere near in there. It was the first time, I think, in like a long time that no Richmond player had gotten over 20 disposals. Um, so at the top, so Boke at 31, Wines at 28, Gray at 22, Butters at 20, Rockleaf at 20. Like, you know, they've just got so many options now. Yeah, the midfield battle is going to be fascinating. Um, yeah, and in terms of who, who matches who. Cochin's been playing a very interesting role over the last few weeks as well. They've kind of been using him as a bit of a patchwork for wherever you know the game needs him to go. Um, I think they probably will start Dusty in the middle again. What do you think? Do you think Dusty plays more forward? Or do you think he starts in the centre? No, I think we'll see a lot more midfield from Dusty this this game. I think he he'll command a lot more attention in the mid. I think it balances out. Like you mentioned, uh, Boke. Olive Wines, Rockley, and these are three big body midfielders. Um, Richmond, you would suspect, have Prestia, Cochin, and and Dusty in the middle, um, and Dusty and Edwards rotating a little bit. Yeah, that's my gut feel. I, I think initially starting, um, they'll, they'll put Dusty in the middle uh, to to just exert some uh, physical presence in there knowing that they're probably not going to win the, the tap-outs uh, to advantage with Nankervis going up against uh, uh, Ladams and uh, Lysette. The other thing too, so uh, when you think this wouldn't happen again, so Martin kicked one goal, two, 17 disposals, nine kicks, eight hand passes, um, only two marks and five tackles. So he had an okay game, but he definitely didn't have a dusty finals great game so that's probably a little bit in their favor too and that probably won't happen again the other thing too is lynch kicked one so you wouldn't think that would happen again um i know we're talking a lot about richmond but more at you know port one the last game and they're top of the ladder and they're obviously in very very good form so i I think it's more richmond that's got their backs against the wall that, that need to to lift to win this they lost the last one so yeah i think that's yeah you would there's a few things like you know lambert had a pretty average game as well that doesn't really happen that often either uh, but yeah six players coming in makes a big difference I, I don't know I just feel that 
there's going to be also a lot of Port's younger players, you know, Rosie and these guys that are very important to them that we haven't really mentioned yet, but they're very important to their side more than people, I think, realise. And they've not been in a prelim. Like, there'll be a bunch of these guys that'll be playing their first prelim. So I, I do wonder whether that's going to have some influence on the game as well. Yeah, look, I tend to agree. And uh, we'll talk, if we're okay, we'll, we'll talk about Port a little bit because um, they're a fascinating side uh, yeah. in that. Especially what you, you you mentioned, and we've alluded to right throughout the year how important these this young crop is, especially the, the three that they um, picked up in two seasons ago: draft Rosie Butters and and Dersma. Obviously, um, will probably has been given the green light to play uh, this week. So hopefully, everything else goes according to plan. But as you said, this is a, a prelim, not just any prelim, AFL, like the elite of elite um, football codes, uh, pressure, uh, regardless of um, where it's been played. But I think there is added pressure to, to Port Adelaide uh, with the home final that if they don't win this, is it a fail? I mean, not to say that Richmond's not in the same boat, but I think there's a lot less pressure on Richmond going over to... Adelaide to, to win this game, even though they're reigning premiers. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those those kids um, handle that. And and the rest of the Port Adelaide side, how many players in this Port Adelaide side have played in a premium? There wouldn't be that many yeah. of them that are still there from that um, no. 2014 or 13 I think 14 against Hawthorne, yeah, Hawthorne uh, was yeah. the last time they made a prelim. And that was a, uh, an outstanding game. So, yeah, Boak would have been there. Um, but Dixon what wouldn't have been. I think everyone else is too young or has come from um, trades in that time frame. So, yeah, I, I, again, that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Richmond because they don't have to meet. The, the irony is Marlon Pickett's the only player that, Hasn't played in a prelim, played in a grand final, but no. <laughs> so, yeah, go figure. Um, the other thing too is just that game. To be fair, was a while ago, so I, I don't know. That's probably the other thing that's playing on me picking Richmond too. That game was a little while ago. That's round thirteen. I don't know. I, I also think you know if the Cats kicked five twelve in that game, uh, the Port Adelaide won. Port Adelaide were good. They finished with fifty eight points though. That's not going to be enough to. To beat Richmond, no way. That's they'll score way more than that. So I just don't see. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's gonna. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah, as good as Port were at Richmond, uh, Richmond, um, Geelong kicked themselves out of the game at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So and again, to all the Port Adelaide um, supporters that are listening, it's not that I don't think they're a good team. uh, if you've been listening for a couple of years, you would have realised I had them as a top four last year and I rated them highly this year again. It's it's that experience when it comes to finals. I, they're just lacking collectively as a team. So I, I think Richmond will uh, look. It'll be under two goals, I think. Well, I definitely got Port wrong pre-season. I had them at ninth because I figured this would be a year where they'd really improve. Mm. And then 2021 would be the year where they would make a run at top four. But, um, yeah, well, I just didn't think their kids would come along so fast. And I didn't I didn't think Boke had a year in him that he's had this year, I'll be oh. honest. I, I, a whole range of those sort of things like that. But going through the stats just very briefly because, you know, we're, we're, obviously we don't have teams, so we've got to go off something that's already happened. But... 
Cats won contested possession, uncontested possessions, um, significantly won marks inside 50. Um, they actually won a lot of the key indicators. It was just, this is that's just not, it's not, you know, being lazy saying that. I think you're 100% right. I think um, Geelong, uh, to quote Chris Scott, I think Geelong, um, yeah, I think they, they had every chance to win that game. If you kick 5-12, you're not winning any finals. So, But, yeah, I'm not convinced Porter in that same level of form. And this season throws a lot up in the air. It also, I also wonder about how they deal with the break too. Um, there's a lot of unknown. This is such a weird year where we've played so many games back-to-back. That week off's you know, really going to rest the body and it's going to be very hard to get back into the frame. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. Maybe the momentum helps Richmond. I don't see Richmond doing a, a Collingwood and turning up and not, not able to compete. But, yeah, I think, I think they'll come out and, 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 um, and just win it. I reckon it's going to be very, very close. They'll need to silence yeah. the crowd early. Hopefully they kick the first. In, for, for Richmond, hopefully they kick the first two or three goals and quieten the crowd, and then I think it'll get tight again, and then, yeah, it'll get very interesting. But um, And then the next game, um, massive game at the Gabba, uh, Brisbane Lions versus the Geelong Cats. Wow. So what do we think about this game? Who are you tipping here? Well, it's not the Gabba when it comes to um, the Cats. Uh, very impressive record there. They're, they do, yeah. They're four and zero. They're four, four zip there this year. And yeah. Big winning margins too, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I think the average winning margin is near ten goals. It's like fifty. It's like forty-five, fifty points. It's like something, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and I think last time they played Brisbane up there, they won by twenty-four points. So they played it well, Grant really, really well. And if anyone listened to the uh, the press press conference uh, with um, Scotty after the game on the weekend. Uh, was there, was a, there was a, there was it was good as always, um, but there was a couple of cheeky uh, uh, journos uh, wanting to to know why Geelong was so good there, and he goes, "Oh, I've I've got my got theories. my reasons, but I won't be telling you right yeah, now." He said, "I've got my theories." Yeah, yeah, got his theories, and then one of his players, I think it was Tom Stewart, almost bloody blurted it out. In a, what did he <laughs> say? Um, uh, he, he didn't. He was very. Um, Sort of open-ended, uh, alluding to the dimensions being very similar to GMHBA. But anyway, we'll wait until the. It's, it's not as skinny uh, as GMHBA though. Sorry, it's not as skinny as GMHBA though. It's it's similar length. No, I think I think yeah, I think the pockets just feel like as 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 um, pointed, pointed as as GM. Anyway, well, well, we probably won't know unless Geelong uh, win the flag, and even then, um, it's still probably won't tell us. Until, yeah, probably won't tell us until he's retired as a coach and it's in his book or his memoirs or whatever they do when they retire from football completely. Um, but yeah, yeah, as the, as, I, as I briefly mentioned uh, right at the start of the episode, uh, Geelong because I think Geelong and Richmond are going to be there for the grand final. Yeah. Um, but I actually think this is going to be a little bit more convincing than Friday night's game. Not as convincing as they were against the Pies, but I think they're going to put um, uh, the pedal to the metal um, in the first half and, and and put a huge huge amount of pressure on Brisbane to try and get themselves back in the game. And I, I think they'll win by about six or seven goals in the end. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Geelong, but I think it's going to be tighter than that. I think Brisbane will come late. I think inaccuracy is going to hurt them. I think that that old dog's going to haunt them a bit. Rear its ugly head. I think it'll rear its head. I, I'm not convinced that that's solved yet. I'm not convinced that 
you know, a Rainer and these kind of guys can step up in a final. I'm not convinced that Hipwood can consistently convert. Um, I think their midfield's excellent, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's a mouthwatering contest. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I think it, there's, Geelong's hinted that Danger's going to be playing a fair amount of the game forward, um, so that's going to be interesting. But you know, we'll probably get to see Selwood and um, and uh, Lucky Neal on each other, which will be great. But there's going to be yeah. some incredible battles. Um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, we'll have Harris Andrews and Hawkins, which was a a fascinating battle the last time they played where Hawkins didn't kick that many, but he very he played a very important role and he very cleverly decoyed Harris out at a lot of very key moments. And that, that was a big reason why they did win the last time they played this year. So Well that's the mouthwatering part about this matchup is if Danger plays a significant amount up forward like he just did on the weekend. Are Brisbane then forced to switch Andrews on to him because he is so so hard to to match up on? He's so strong. We saw how yeah. good he is at contested mark in a forward pocket. He's, he's faster than almost every. The only person that will be on that field that is as fast as him, he's up the other end of the ground, and that's Charlie Cameron. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't. And again, this is not a, a negative towards Charlie Cameron, but there's no way he can defend. Um, someone like um, Dangerfield, even if he was a defender, because he doesn't have the um, the strength uh, or the um, overhead capacity to, to go with someone like Dangerfield. So it makes it very, very difficult. Whereas in the midfield, oh, they could play multiple players um, to, to go with him. Um, Zorko is obviously um, a, a good case point. He, he's got the, at least the physical attributes to, to go with Dangerfield. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. Um, how they, how they do manage him if he spends even 50% of the game time up in the forward half. The other thing too is, you know, just we've got to remember this as well, is that another reason why I think I'm going to go with Geelong is Geelong's back line barely played a game, just gone. Like, I, you know, Tom Stewart, I don't think I saw his face on television at all in, in the game just gone. So, like, their back line is going to be very fresh. They were standing there. Yeah doing nothing. Like Harry Taylor, I reckon I saw once or twice in the entire game. Like in, in any mm. meaningful like when yeah, they obviously when they go to a yeah. wide shot you can see him. But like, you know, in any meaningful act, I think he had eight disposals and, you know, didn't need to have many disposals because the ball barely ever went down there. So I think that's the other side of it too, is they've got a very good defensive line. Um views is fan I mean Tui was kicking goals. Like this is the thing they only ever really do that as uh either a trip move or they do that if the game's dead and busted. I mean, like, that's, you know, Stewart, all these guys, they've not played, basically. Like, a lot of them are going to be so fresh. So, so I, fresh. I also do think that they're going to be able to nullify Brisbane's forward line. They're going to be able to smother them, I would imagine, because they've, they've barely they've barely played a game. Yeah. And that's how bad Collingwood were. Yeah, and they're essentially in the same scenario as far as environment as Brisbane, they've been in the Queensland hub now for a hundred days. I think some, yeah, I think I saw. So hundred days, we might as well have uh, moved into state permanently. For as far as a professional athlete goes, so there's no real advantage to Brisbane, which is the cruel irony of them playing a home final in this yeah. um, weird and wonderful year that it is. Um, is that they come up against a team that is essentially. Been there for as long as they have for the season as well. Well, that's which, it. Again, 
plays into Rich, uh, into Geelong's hands. It's also going to be quite interesting to see the battle between um, Big O and Stanley, which is not something I thought I'd be saying at the start of the year. But they're two players that I actually think that's ruck battle is going to be quite interesting. I think that's some, someone that we've we've have highlighted a little bit, but I think Big O has been excellent in the last couple of months. I think he's been very very good. So that's going to be you know really interesting as well. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, Zorko is such a great player. He's had a really, really good season. Um, it is, there's so many dynamics to this game. How, how, where does Robinson play? Well, you know, we know he's going to play. He's not obviously going to play in the ruck. He's not playing forward. But we, you know what I mean? Like, he's in what, in what position does he play? What kind of a role does he play? Is he playing more the exit? Is he going to play more the shutdown, more the aggressive, more the tagger? Like mm. He does actually play a range of different roles, I, I find. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, look... Um, Pretty interesting game. From, the, from, the, from a mental perspective, and this just popped into my head now, um, with Joe Danaher, obviously. Um, Danaher. Danaher uh, electing the Lions as his desired destination. Do you think, and I haven't heard it from anyone, so it's just popped in my head there. Do you think there's a, a mental game there for some of these younger uh, Brisbane players that might have them just switch off by half a percent or a very small percentage that that makes a difference to how they perform on the on the stage this weekend or do you reckon that's nah they're too professional they should be fine well I think Brisbane I assume Brisbane would have preferred that he didn't didn't nominate them yet given they're in finals yeah. and a deep in the finals I well he hasn't I mean is, it, is he well I guess he has he's, no he has he's officially said. He wants to get there. So I, I think that was a bit ugly. Like, he just could have waited. Like, I know there was a lot of media attention, but just don't say anything. Like, I don't know, maybe it leaked out and he didn't have a choice. But I don't know, I didn't, didn't follow the whole procession of it. But maybe. But I, I don't know. Like, the one I'd be worried, if I'm if I'm there, like, McStay, these kind of guys, I'd be a little bit worried if I'm if I'm them. Um, but Yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to mention anything, but he's the one. I, that, is he in the back of your mind? Is he uh, is he thinking, oh shit, I've got to actually play lights out Maybe. football to keep my spot here? But they'll also it's the a, first. It's like what we said before with um, the previous game. It's going to for a lot like the younger poor players. For a lot of these guys, it'll be their first prelim. So I yeah. Well, it'll be for all of them. Who who's been in a prelim in that side? Virtual, of course. Sorry, yeah, that's it. Is that is that you? Um, what about um, uh, Charlie Cameron? Charlie Cameron would have at Adelaide. Oh, I'm sorry. I rephrased the question. I'm, I, you're right. I forgot about Virtual. But also, I guess homegrown, like you know, been there for a bit. I guess. No, there'd be, there'd be no. There's one. Only, there's, well, Daniel, Daniel Rich. Rich is the only played finals. Like, that's played finals. He was in that weird for volley year. No, no, he was in that weird for volley year where they they didn't make a prelim. They definitely didn't make a prelim. They they won a final or two, but they didn't make prelim. Yeah, they, yeah, they got yeah, yeah they won the uh, qualifying. Yeah. Uh, sorry, elimination final, and then got booted in the uh, <laughs> in the semis. So that was such a weird yeah, time. Uh, so you'd, yeah, you'd only have probably three at the top of my head. Maybe was Lockie Neal? Yeah, Lockie Neal. Did Neal play three, in the, in was the he, 13 he prelim? Three man, he may have been. I, I don't know if he, he... I think he would have been drafted there. after that. He's not that old, is he? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the point no, is, no, a lot of their side... It's an interesting conversation, but yeah, a lot of their side... Not, not, yeah, not played. Like Geelong. <laughs> well, Geelong... If, this is the crazy thing. If Geelong win the flag this year, Harry Taylor and Selwood will win their fourth. 
That's uh, it's pretty good going. Does Hawkins have four? No, so this is the thing that everyone always thinks he did, he didn't play 07. so he got he got injured. Know. He played eight games or nine games in 07, and he got injured. That's why he's not in the not in the flag. Yeah, and Gary will make up for some lost green. He, he wins his third. Should have been his fourth, but he wins the third. <laughs> Stupidly, yeah, went to the and on the, and then the other side, yeah, uh, Burgess, if Brisbane go all the way, we'll have five, which is incredible. Like that's well, the thing <laughs> I was incredible. often well, that's the thing I was often wondering with the Hawthorne team when they finished in fifteen. I was like, I wonder whether one of these guys ends up going to another side and winning another one. And and obviously the obvious three were Lewis, which I never really felt Melbourne were going to win, and I don't know why. I actually think it was stupid that he went there, but at the time I was like. Really, but anyway, that's a different discussion. Don't let me get on to Melbourne, but uh, no. more more with um, Hodge and and, and Mitchell. Mitchell going to West Coast. Yeah, well, that West Coast had made a, a flag. They made another one not long after he retired. Like that's the thing. Like he, they were both teams in the window, like a legitimate window, not like have to get ten thousand monkeys off the back before they can even think about a window. But mm. um, I think um, that would be hilarious if it ended up being Birch. Getting it, who's obviously been a great player. He's in really good form. I actually think, like, he probably deserves another season, really. I don't know whether he will. If they win the flag, he probably retires. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, he's been yeah. very good. He's been very consistent. Has. And, um, yeah, I guess, lucky being one of the younger players to be in that 08 uh, Hawthorne side. So, get a flag in life. You, you give, 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 you, give yourself opportunity with multiple, don't you? So it's one more um, than. But yeah, um, look, I, I hope I hope I'm I'm wrong with my prediction of um, a Geelong dominating game. I, I'd much prefer to see two really close prelims. Um, they make they make for a better spectacle. They make for um, selling the game internationally, uh, and it's just better all around um, for for teams. You don't feel so. Um, as a sport, you don't feel so let down if you only lose by a couple of goals as opposed to five or six. So, fingers crossed I'm wrong in that instance, um, but I'll be cheering on the Cats. Yeah. Oh, look, I'd, I'd love Brisbane to win. I think it would be a great story. It would be great for, great for football. I mean, even if they just make the grand final, I think that would be very good for yeah. Queensland football in general. So, the AFL, I think, would probably be pretty happy for a Richmond-Brisbane grand final, which would... Be a great game as well. I just can't see the Cats dropping this. They've got so much determination. We we spoke through the year consistently that this feels like, and it's funny day with it, you know, with um, Nadal winning, you know, hammering Djokovic and and um, and with the, the Lakers as well. Like, I just think with that, you know, there's, there's that, that champion gear, that crazy mentality. I, I just think... Um, Danger's lost four prelims. I don't think he. I don't think he wants to lose five. I. I think he will play. He'll die out there. Like I. I, I think they're going to have to turn up. Brisbane to win this game are going to have to turn and play as well as they played against Richmond. Maybe five or ten percent better. And that that was lights out against Richmond. So I. I think they they would have to play like that and probably a little bit better to to beat the Cats. The Cats I think are going to come in all guns blazing. And um, yeah. they'll die out there too. I think this, there's so much on the line with the Ablett subplot of it as well. They won't want that to be his last game. Like there's just there's I don't know, just something in the air. I just I can't see them losing this. But with the you know as you pointed out at the start, the home ground advantage is well, not home ground advantage. This is the irony is they have a home ground advantage technically when you look at the numbers, but obviously it's not their home ground. And it's such a bizarre year, but. Anyway, 
that's our um, that's our two tips. So we're both we're both thinking that Richmond will just get over Port, and um, we both think the the Catters will get over um, over Brisbane. And that was our I, I can't remember exactly yours, but I, I know I went with um, Richmond Geelong. Um, at the start of the year, and I don't, I don't know, like there was two two teams that had been up and about for a while. It felt like they were both going to oh, have another dance. Yeah, I, def- I had I had Rich. I think I had Richmond Port Adelaide um, early on in the season. After that, especially after the first round, um, what Port did. But I, I think coming, I think halfway through the actual reset of the season. So by round six or seven, something like that, I was pretty convinced about Geelong being a legitimate team and then it might have been round 13 or 14 where I, I, I was on the Cats um, Tigers grand final so yeah. and I, not all, I haven't really been swayed ever since no um, and pre-season who did you have pre-season yeah pre-season I think I had Tiggs Port it was still Tiggs Port I didn't realise he had Port that high pre-season sorry I thought you meant like, I, as it went on yeah I yeah no I had Port um, I had Port finishing top four yeah, right. memory. Oh, yeah, yeah. It feels like it was 2,000 it, it years ago. It was 2,000 um, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, for memory, I don't cry. I, mean, I, I definitely had Richmond playing in another grand final. I just went. You had um, them way up. Yeah. Um, but for memory, I think it was a port. I had Port Adelaide right up there as well. But I'll have to go back and listen to my words on that. <laughs> My thoughts from 10 years ago. It's like Memento, this podcast. It's full of crazy ramblings. We'll have to go back one day and go back over and and listen. Did I really say that? Did I say that? Um, (laughs) All the best. Enjoy the prelims. It should be, I think, two very good games. Regardless of what happens, if it's a Port Brisbane, if it's Brisbane Richmond, if it's, you know, replay of 07, Port Cats, we're going to get a great grand final. So I think any of the combinations look really good. So... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the AFL will be stoked with whoever gets through because it's um, yeah either a new a new chapter or one of the subplots from um, years ago. Like, I mean, Port Adelaide Geelong like thirteen years ago. Do they they to Port Adelaide make up for that hum- humiliation to win their second flag or to Geelong bring back demons and all that type of stuff? A so, lot yeah, of subplots. And then for all those who haven't kept it up to date with everything, uh, the Brownlow was on Sunday uh, night this year as well. So after the, the footy um, Friday, Saturday, um, we have a Brownlow on the Sunday evening for those people who would like to listen to numbers being called out. Yeah, there will be a Brownlow. Um, <laughs> it'll all be virtual this year, which is in itself a little bit weird, but we can discuss it on the on the Monday night, I guess. So yeah, see absolutely. If, if there's always a yeah. always a little bit to d- dissect uh, after a Brownlow. I'm sure there'll be something weird. So all the best. Take yeah. care. Have fun. Awesome, Hopstahome.com.au. And enjoy the footy. Get on the beers. See you later. Cheers. Bye.